Hello, and welcome to another episode of My Neighbors Are Really Loud. And as you might have guessed, my neighbors today are being really loud and they are partying in the pool region on a Monday afternoon, as you do. Because I guess it's summer vacation and those tweens just like want to have a good time or something. I don't know. How dare they? But it's annoying, so I'm just letting you know about that. Um, it's pretty great. Let me tell you how my day is going so far. Y'all didn't come here for this, but you're already here, so might as well tell you. Um, I left my wallet <laughs> in a friend's car, and she drove to Jacksonville. So I don't live in Jacksonville. I live like three hours from Jacksonville, so now... um. Your girl has no wallet. Um, I'm also an idiot, and I store too much in that wallet. Like, this was a, a good, fun wake-up call when I was, like, driving to the store. Don't have my wallet. I realized, oh, you, uh, where's my driver's license? Where's literally every credit card? Where's my money? And now I have no money. I will be eating <laughs> Cheerios for dinner, and I am just um, having a good time. So if you're having a bad day, be like, do I have my wallet? And if the answer is yes, it's better than mine. So congratulations. Today, we're talking about productivity because I'm a productivity lifestyle guru. Don't know if you knew that. And um, by lifestyle guru, I mean, I am, I get my work done on time usually. So basically ahead of the game. But basically, we're going to talk about how to prioritize as a blogger or a freelancer or whatever it is you're doing, because prioritizing is not as easy as it sounds. And I am good at it. I'm bad at organizing my time, but oh, I'm good at prioritizing. So at least we got that. So why even prioritize? What's the point? And you need to prioritize because y'all got too much to do. You just do, because it doesn't matter if you're blogging or you're freelancing or you're doing both or I don't know what you're doing. You're probably marketing, you're doing admin stuff, you're doing content creation, you're doing social media strategy, you're networking, you're learning new things, you're also doing client work if you're a freelancer, so like it's a, it's, you're here for a good time but not a long time. It's like a lot of work and it's exhausting and it's a lot and sometimes you have so many tasks that you're just like, where do I start? What do I do? Should I have a panic attack? And the answer is usually yes. But before you do that, you should um, pay attention to the rest of this episode because there are a lot of other things you can do to help prevent that panic attack because usually it's fine. It's going to be okay. And I have a huge rule for you for learning how to prioritize as a blogger or freelancer. And it's not my rule. I'm stealing it from the internet. Basically, you need to spend 80% of your time on what makes you money and then 20% of your time on everything else. So if you are spending time answering stupid emails from weird scammers on the internet who are like, my name's a hacker, I have a picture of you just like creeping on the computer, that's not real, they don't. <laughs> this is a real email I get regularly. Um, that's taking up my time. And other things like Pinterest or creating blog outlines, like whatever. These things sometimes take a lot of time and they're not directly relating to my income. So why am I, why am I here? Why do this? I need to do the things that do directly relate to my income, which for me at this point in my life is freelancing and also driving traffic to my blog or like negotiating a sponsored post. Those kinds of things directly translate to money. And I like money because it pays for things like Chipotle and trips and gas for my car, you know, the things I need to enjoy life. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of those things. So uh, like I said, spend 80% of your time 
on what makes you money. And if you realize that you're spending way too much of your time on things that aren't making you money, you need to reprioritize. So sometimes I feel a lot of pressure to be focusing on everything at once, even if those things don't really bring me cash like that's it sounds harsh but it is true like sometimes I, I'll let my Instagram go or I'll let Twitter I always let Twitter go um, or I'll just like slack on a blog post or something like that and I'll, I'll really beat myself up about that but like at the end of the day those tasks are not directly translating to money for me so as long as I'm doing the things that are so that I get paid and I can pay my bills and not be homeless, then we are we are doing great. Hello, everything's good over here. I don't know, I'm in like a weird mood today. Ever since I found that I lost my wallet, I've <laughs> been like a little not okay. So just keep that in mind. So I have some tips for making sure that your time equals money. So everyone who knows a baby boomer knows that they've been like, time is money, kiddo. Like, get that time, it equals your money. I don't know what I'm saying, but the moral here is that time is actually money. And yes, that's a stupid saying, but it does have some truth. So guess everything Mima said was right. And now we need to talk about the tips. So I have six tips that work for me and they will work for you. And they're not that stupid. So listen to them. The first one is to stop performing the same gosh darn tasks over and over again. So I do this a lot and I have recently, like in the past two months, really tried all I can to stop doing these dumb things. So things like responding to emails, scheduling things on Pinterest, applying to jobs, like not jobs, but like gigs. As a freelancer, sometimes I'll apply to jobs or do some kind of outreach. Um, these kinds of things, uh, social media scheduling, outlining blog posts, looking for keywords, these kinds of things are very time consuming. Once again, they are not directly translating to money in any way. I mean, obviously, eventually they will lead to other things, but it's not like I can see this progress right now in real time. And there are so many other things that I could do that I will be able to see the progress in my bank account in real time. And this isn't one of them. So I'm telling you to stop doing those. Um, first, you either say, can I automate them? A lot of them you can. There are a lot of things you can automate, like Tailwind for Pinterest. I have a whole course on how to use Tailwind for Pinterest, like, so easily, and then it'll do everything for you, and you won't have to worry about it. So, I will link that in the show notes, but you should check it out, because it's really cool. But another suggestion, other than automating, which there are so many tools for automating, especially when it comes to social media, Pinterest, which is social media, um, there's a lot of other things that can be automated too, so don't, don't give up on that, um, but also hire someone, so this sounds scary, I know it sounds scary, um, because you are like, I'm not made of money, why are you telling me this when, like, I have no money, I get it, I also feel that, but at the same time, if you're a little bit crafty, I think you can make this work, so, I've recently been hiring my boyfriend <laughs> to schedule things for me on Pinterest. So I usually batch out my Pinterest posts between like a week and I've had him doing that for me. This is something that would take one to two hours every single week, which I mean isn't a huge commitment. I would just do it while I like watch TV, but I, I didn't want to do it. It was, it was just getting boring and I could have spent that time like more productively. So now he helps me with that and I pay him in food. But uh, this is the kind of bargaining system I'm suggesting you use. You can hire a friend, um, a family member, anyone who is competent enough to be able to figure it out. Like I sat down with him for 20 minutes and explained how to schedule things on Pinterest. It's not rocket science. Like these are, there's a lot of tasks for your business. 
that will be very easy to have someone else take over for you. So whether that means they're reading through your emails and like finding the ones that actually matter and sending those to you, or if they are actually going through all of your social media posts, or if they're outlining blog posts, like whatever it is they can do, I guarantee you, you have someone in your life who can do this for you and you could pay them an hourly wage. Like I think 10 to 15 an hour is very fair for one of these things. I'm not telling you to go out to some random college and start soliciting college students and be like, y'all want an internship? Cause I don't think that's what we're trying to do here, but maybe it is. But I mean, if you have a friend who's really tech savvy or maybe wants some experience like working with social media or writing, Something like that, having them take over a few tasks, you can pay them with alcohol, food, money, like all of these things are really good arrangements. And you'll probably find that just having someone take over one or two tasks once or twice a week for you will already make a big difference and give you more time back into your schedule. So another way to hire someone is to hire a virtual assistant. Um, the easiest way to find one, I would suggest going through a Facebook group. There are so many virtual assistant Facebook groups. I think the one I'm in is called virtual assistant like savvies or something. And there's a lot of um, girls in there and men who are all um, virtual assistants and they have a variety of experience and backgrounds. So if you posted something, you're like, hey, I need someone to do this every week for me. Can you help? And they'll come at you and they'll come at you. <laughs> they'll um, usually give you like a portfolio link or some kind of references and you can choose someone who looks like a good fit. Don't feel like you need to hire anyone full time. I think I was so intimidated by the thought of being like, I need to hire them. I have to give them so much work. Like it's, I just don't have enough work to give someone and I can't afford it. But really you could, if you just needed someone to help you two hours a week, you could do that. Like there's usually someone who has that kind of space in their schedule and can work with you. So don't feel like you have to like reach some weird milestone in order to hire a VA because that's definitely not true. And a lot of them work with several bloggers or several freelancers or business owners and they help them like all the time. So it's really normal and it's not weird to ask for like a limited number of things or maybe just one task or a certain number of hours, whatever. So I would definitely recommend looking into that and don't be that intimidated thinking like, oh, I can't afford this. I don't have enough work because most likely it's much more affordable than you think or you can hire a friend, so fun. All right, my next tip is to do something new. So when I'm stuck in a rut, like doing the same task over and over again and I'm over it, um, I feel like I'm trapped a little bit. I feel like my creativity isn't coming alive and I'm a very creative person, don't mean to brag. And I really like to just challenge myself to do something new. Stop doing the same thing over and over, especially if you realize it's not working. So I think sometimes we get to these places as bloggers and freelancers where things are going well and that's good. And we don't really know how to get to the next level. And we're just like, I mean, things are good now, but I don't know, should I do something else? You should. I would definitely recommend just try something new. Do a challenge. Challenge yourself to post a blog post every other day. Challenge yourself to post on social media every day. Something like that. Just do something different. Be like, if you usually blog about gardening, maybe kick it up a notch and do some mega blog post or something different, something new, because that's called digital transformation and it's the only way to stand out. So don't be afraid to get out of that rut if you find yourself doing the same things over and over and you're not sure how to make progress. Like odds are you're not going to make progress doing that same routine. You need to create new progress by doing something new. So I would definitely recommend doing that. And now we're on to tip number three, which is a good one. So this is to make 
batched work so batch your work that sounds weird it's like batches like when you're making cookies and you make cookies like one batch two batch three batch i don't know how many batches you're making what i'm saying is don't work on everything at once so if you just have like i have two blogs i have two podcasts i have oh god your girl's getting crippling anxiety just thinking about it i have client work i have i don't know maybe that's it i don't know it sounds like a lot but and I, I can't, if I'm just like, I have to do all of this, like, this week, I, I don't even know what to do. Like, that's not going to happen. I'm too overwhelmed. I'm <laughs> I'm upset. It's not happening. So I'm saying to batch your tasks. So Mondays, maybe you outline your blog post. Maybe Tuesdays, you write the content. Thursdays, you do social media, that kind of thing. If you're a freelancer, maybe Mondays, you apply to gigs. Tuesdays, you update your clients. Wednesdays, you post on your website. Thursdays, you finalize all your work, that kind of thing. I'm not telling you to do everything at once. Give yourself permission to set days aside for certain things. You do not need to work on every single blog on Monday. You don't have to balance your admin work and networking with clients on Tuesday. You don't have to do all of it at once. I feel like there's so much pressure that like if you're not working on everything, like something's slipping through the cracks. That's definitely not true. Um, for me, I use Mondays for automating social posts. So that used to be when I would schedule Pinterest posts, but now I don't do that. <laughs> but in the past, I would. And I would just dedicate Mondays to doing this. I would also create new Pinterest images. It's like my Pinterest day. Um, then Tuesdays, I would create a blog post for my Disney blog. And then Thursdays, I create a blog post for my um, Samantha Ability. And then, of course, I have my podcast days mixed in too. So I just dedicate one day to each thing and I focus on all the tasks I have to do for those days. And I don't worry about the outside stuff. Like, sure, if I have free time and I'm feeling it, I will work on something else. But usually I try to stick within those parameters and I just check those things off my list and I feel like everything's moving smoothly and it's just such a relief to not have to worry about balancing everything every single day because that's too much work and we can't do it. So great. My next tip, which is the fourth tip, is to use a journal slash planner. So I use one. I just posted a picture of it on Instagram and it looks so cute this week, but it doesn't usually. It usually just looks like a giant list, but I would recommend using a planner or a journal so, so much. I highly recommend a paper one. I find like it's so much easier to just see it and write things down, especially if you're like me and you write notes throughout the day really helps me, but if you're a tech person and you prefer to see it on like a computer screen, that's cool too. I really like Trello for a digital one because it's so visual, but that's totally up to you. So use one. I always suggest laying out a one or two week spread and that way you can see everything that's coming up, which is really helpful if you're batching your activities, like I just said. So then you need to see what day goes with which and like what you have coming up tomorrow and what you have already done. I think it's so much more helpful to see it in that kind of format, but of course find what works for you. So I would also recommend to use different colors, symbols, whatever, to balance all your different tasks. So for me, I have a different symbol for podcast stuff, a different one for blog stuff, a different one for freelance clients, admin stuff, personal stuff, whatever. So having those different symbols next to each thing really helps me stay organized. So I'm like, okay, doing this today for this blog and I'm doing this for like my admin work and this for like my personal life. And then it's it just looks better is what I'm saying. And I think <laughs> just creating a schedule will go so much farther when it comes to prioritizing so you can know like what is the most important thing when do you have your deadlines etc etc so definitely do that all right my fifth tip is controversial controversial who am i i don't know <laughs> controversial hello i know how to pronounce things um wake up earlier okay so let me tell you how many times have you said <laughs> i don't have enough time 
you think you don't have enough time for the things in your life and you might be true. It, you really might not. And if you don't, I think you need to reorganize your life or reconsider what you are spending time on. So for me, I was spending a lot of time on sleep. And as someone who works from home, and you might too if you're a blogger or a freelancer or maybe even on the weekends you like to sleep in, whatever, I'm not knocking you this. I am trying to suggest something that I think is so important and it's just that I recommend you try, if you've never given it a try, wake up earlier. You don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. like those weird internet gurus who are like, I wake up at 5 a.m. and I'm done by like 9 a.m. and like I live at the beach in a tent. Like don't, <laughs> you don't have to do that. I wake up at eight most of the time. Um, <laughs> I, I slip up. I've been doing this for two weeks. I started by waking up at 6.30 because I was like, I'm really ambitious. I, I don't need sleep. Sleep is for the week. I will just, <laughs> I will sleep four hours because I go to bed at like two and I was like, I'll just wake up and shock my system. When I woke up that early, I got so much done, but I was just not having it. Body was like breaking down. It was like, what are you doing to me? I cannot survive on four hours of sleep. So that didn't work out. I pushed it back to seven, which was better, but I don't know. I, I'm someone who naturally falls asleep around midnight because my boyfriend works nights at a hotel, so he gets back at like 11.30, and so it just wasn't working for me to expect me to like wake up at 6.30 or 7 every day. So now I wake up at 8 most of the time, and I find this so much better because now I usually get started work by 9, so I'm able to have like an hour to myself. I get coffee, I make breakfast, I walk my dog like in the morning before it's too gosh darn hot and I feel so much better and then by the time I start I'm able to get usually most of my freelance work done by noon and then that gives me the whole afternoon to work on my blog stuff. So that has been life-changing for me. I know this isn't revolutionary by any means but I would definitely recommend you just make more time in the day by waking up a little bit earlier. Even waking up 30 minutes earlier can really change things. And the best tip I have for waking up earlier is to wake up early every day. So this part sucks because you gotta wake up early on the weekends and on vacation. I just took a vacation. I was waking up at seven. I don't know why, but it was actually pretty nice because I don't know. I don't, I'm not really someone who wants to go out and party all night. Um, except last weekend, but usually that's like a very big rarity for me. Like once or twice every few months, I will go out late, but usually I'm not trying to do that. So for me, it really worked with my schedule to just wake up earlier in the mornings and I really have enjoyed it. And it's really made a huge difference in my productivity. Like right now it's about 4 p.m. And I this is the last thing I'm doing for today. So I think that is an A plus star for me because I've come a long way. I used to be an afternoon worker. And I think there's value in that too. But if you are someone who keeps saying there's just not enough time in the day, I would highly recommend you reevaluate how much time you're sleeping um, and whether or not you're actually waking up and being productive in the morning. So how do you actually wake up earlier? I could do a whole nother podcast on this because I have tried it all. Um, just <laughs> my biggest suggestion is to set a really intense alarm. I like the app Alarmy. There's a lot of things it makes you do. One of them was like solve complex math problems, but this did not work for me because I wake up and I'm very alert because I think I'm in a constant state of panic and anxiety that like I don't, I don't wake up and feel groggy. I wake up and I'm like, 
what's happening where's the fire drill so i just wake up and then i would i would use my phone's calculator and like input all the numbers and figure it out to get through the math problem and this was not working because i would just go back to sleep um i guess the idea is that you're going to need to wake up your mind to do this math problem but not me um another one they have is where you have to scan a barcode so i i chose something at the back of my my pantry so that I would have to wake up and physically go to the pantry to turn the alarm off. This also didn't work because I would just go and then I would turn it off. And then also this became an issue because I was on vacation and I forgot to turn it off and I was driving and then the alarm goes off at eight and it's like, scan this thing in your pantry. And I'm like, I don't have the pantry. So I didn't know what to do when I had to delete the app. So I have not used Alarmy recently, but I think those are some quality ideas. So give it a try. It also has some really great alarm sounds, because if you're like me, that Apple alarm sound, like, gives me war flashbacks. I can't even hear it with, like, I, I can't even think about it. It's it's triggering me. So <laughs> it has some very pleasant ones, so you can wake up without hearing that horrible sound that will just ruin your day. And then my biggest tip is to get a wake-up buddy. So I have a few wake-up buddies, but, like, the first thing I did when I was trying to wake up at 6.30, I have a friend with a real job, so I would make her call me at like 7 to make sure I was up, and then she would have to talk to me, so it was basically she was shaming me into waking up, which is good for me. I respond to shame, so I was that was excellent, was having her call me, because then when I would wake up to go scan the thing in the back of my pantry, I would know, like, oh, I can't go back to sleep because, like, she's going to call me soon, and, like, that's embarrassing, so I can't have that. Um, I also have another blogger friend who wakes up at a similar time and we'll text each other too. And that it's just like that kind of accountability that will actually force you to wake up is really useful. So if you need a wake up buddy, let me know if you're in the Eastern time zone. I'm out here waking up at eight. So I will, I will message you. So let me know because I need more wake up buddies and it's important. And then finally, my sixth tip is to use working sprints. So this is basically the Pomodoro technique, but I frequently been seeing it called a sprint recently and I'm into that so we're calling it a sprint now sorry new trend um, basically it means you work for a certain period of time on and then you take a break and then you work on again rinse and repeat so with the Pomodoro technique the idea is that you work for 25 minutes and you have a five minute break um, with a working sprint I keep seeing it as a 15 minute sprints but I'm also really deep in the National Novel Writing Month world, and we're currently finishing up what's called Camp NaNoWriMo, which is a July challenge where you write uh, some kind of writing challenge in the month of July. So I've been doing 15,000 words. So everyone recommends you write in 15-minute sprints and then take like a seven-minute break and then do it again. And when you're in a sprint, it doesn't matter how long your sprint is, it can be 30 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever feels right for you you only work on that activity. You put your phone away, you just focus, and you just get those words out. You get the whatever you're working on out, and then afterwards, you take a little bit of a break, and it trains your mind to just be on for these shorter minutes, and you're not as worried about distractions because you know that once that timer goes off, you will have the time to look at whatever it is you want to see, 
and this is backed by science. I didn't just make this up. Uh, there was a study from the Florida State University which found that productivity and performance are at their peak during uninterrupted 90-minute intervals. So I definitely know this to be true for myself. I work much better when it's in some kind of interval. It doesn't have to be 90 minutes. Find what works for you. But having that set break built into your workday can make so much of a difference because I feel like it's really hard to turn off your mind when you feel like, oh, I have to get this done. I have to get this done. But in reality, you'll get more done if you work in a sprint. So I highly recommend a sprint if you've never tried it. On Twitter, there is a, an account that does like NaNoWriMo word sprints. And you could do this with anything. It doesn't have to be writing. And they will host like public sprints for working throughout the day. And those are really useful. So check that out or just try it on your own. Whatever floats your boat, you know. And that's it. Those are my six tips for prioritizing and getting more done. So hopefully they meant something to you and they definitely helped me. These are all things that I personally use and they have really helped me. And I've been working for myself from home for like two years now. Still doing it. <laughs> I haven't, haven't lost my mind yet. So clearly there's hope for you as well. And hopefully they are great. And I don't know what I'm saying at this point. So I'll leave. And I hope you have a productive Thursday. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next time. Bye.